welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And uh, I'm actually in La Paz, Bolivia, beautiful Bolivia. We just arrived last night from Peru, crossing over land and uh, super high altitude here in Bolivia. So today's a day of rest where I get to catch up on my work and uh, interview some uh, amazing guests and uh, get some work done. Uh, you know, in the midst of your travel, sometimes you need to just rest, recover and work. Uh, so on today's episode, we have the pleasure of interviewing uh, one of my friends from uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada, who's actually part of uh, British Columbia Association of Travel Writers, which I'm a part of, and uh, I've actually spoken at uh, a few of the meetups, and uh, it's a great organization for people who are travel writers, travel media, travel uh, uh, bloggers, etc. So on today's episode, I have the opportunity of interviewing Darlene Foster, who's a full-time travel writer and travel author. She's published a series of different children's books. When my daughter is old enough, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, having her read some of them. Amanda Travels is her series. And she's actually not in Vancouver right now, and neither am I. Uh, our guest today is actually in Spain. And I'm going to be finding out all about her and some tips for you guys who are listening and watching all about how you guys can also become travel writers and travel authors. So Darlene, welcome to the show. If you're going to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to be here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I was just saying if you want to do a quick introduction about yourself. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm Darlene Foster, as Ricky so kindly said, um, and I'm the author of six uh, children's travel adventure books called Amanda well, they're Amanda Travel Series. Um, I was born and raised in Alberta, Canada, uh, where it's snowing right now, but it's nice and hot here in Spain, where I am located right now. Um, I lived in Vancouver for 25 years. Um, I've done a lot of traveling. I've done some travel writing, but probably my most success has been with my, uh, with my children's books. I, I love writing, I love kids, and uh, the two things, and I love travel. So those three things together work really well for me. Sounds amazing. So before we get into the book publishing and writing, I'd love to hear about some of your travels. Uh, uh, you, you're based uh, back and forth between Vancouver and Spain, and then uh, where all of you traveled in the world in terms of countries and continents? Well, I've been to the United Arab Emirates, which I really enjoyed. That was an amazing trip. Um, I've been to many points in Europe, um, spent a lot of time in England. My husband's from there. Um, traveled a lot in Spain itself, where we do have a house and spend a lot of our time. Um, I've traveled uh, to most of the Caribbean, um, Mexico, Hawaii, a good portion of the United States. Although I haven't been to the eastern seaboard and I haven't been to the eastern part of Canada yet. So, yes, I've been to Dubai, but I haven't been to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit. I haven't been to South America, though. So um, that's on our list. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned I've been to Dubai as well and uh, I've been to you know, South America and all over the world. But I haven't been to the east coast of Canada either outside of Toronto. I haven't done Newfoundland or any of the those Atlantic provinces yet and that's typical with a lot of travelers we tend to but we don't see enough of our own country but that's definitely yeah, something I'm uh, planning to see more of Canada so uh, I'm curious to know about your career as a travel writer and author uh, tell us about the origins how did you get into it okay so this is what happened I'd been doing some writing some a little bit of travel writing I've written some uh, short stories for adults I've won prizes for some of my short stories and some of them are in anthologies 
And then I went to this fabulous trip to the United Arab Emirates um, uh, to visit a friend, actually. I spent uh, two weeks there, and I loved it. And um, I came home, and I thought, I've got to write a book about this. And so I started writing an adult story, and somehow or other, um, the excitement I felt while I was there just wasn't coming through. And one night, I couldn't sleep. And as writers do, they get up and they start writing. And I started writing the story from a 12-year-old's point of view. And there it was. The excitement was there. And I just felt that this was right. And I remembered my friend who I was visiting saying to me while I was there, because I was so excited and I loved everything so much. And she said, darling, you're acting like a 12-year-old. And, and she didn't do that in a mean way. She meant that in, in, in a nice way. And I said, well, you know, I haven't really grown past 12 anyways. So once I, um, you know, started writing this book, uh, Amanda in Arabia, I don't know if you can see that there, but it uh, became a reality. And um, I looked for a publisher for a long time. Finding a publisher is not easy, as we all know. It took me about five years, and I found somebody. And she said, I really like that book. And uh, I think you should write a series. And I said, it's funny you should mention that because I have another one almost finished called Amanda in Spain. <laughs> so after that, um, I just kept writing about other places Amanda went to, but they're all based on my travels. Although Amanda has way more fun than I do. <laughs> okay. uh, so Amanda first goes to uh, Arabia and uh, you know the Middle East area. Tell us about all the places that uh, she's been, and tell us about all the different books you've published so far under the series. Okay, well, Amanda in Spain, the girl in the painting, is another one that I've I've written. Uh, she also goes to England, so I've got Amanda in England, the missing missing novel. Uh, in all of these books, she travels with an English girl named Leah, and they always get into some sort of um, there's always a mystery to solve, an adventure to be had. And um, one child at one of the schools I went to visit said to me, why don't you have Amanda come to Alberta? Because that's where Amanda's from. And this school I was talking to, uh, I was visiting a school in Alberta, and I said, well, that's not a bad idea. Because Alberta's a really interesting province with the dinosaurs and head smashed in Buffalo Jump and the, the cowboys, and it's a great place. And I thought, that's what I'll do. So the next book I wrote was uh, Amanda in Alberta, The Writing on the Stone. And of course, there's a little cowboy down in the corner there. Um, she's also gone on a river cruise down the Danube. And she's visited Germany, uh, Austria, and uh, Budapest, Hungary. So that's called Amanda on the Danube, The Sounds of Music. And uh, the newest one that just came out is called Amanda in New Mexico, Ghosts in the Wind. Yeah, so there's a few ghosts in there. They're not nasty ghosts, though. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, and I'm currently working on another one called Amanda in Holland. Definitely uh, exciting that the book series you've created. Tell us about how you come up with ideas. Like, uh, it's one thing to visit all these places, but how are you actually generating the ideas? Uh, walk us through a little bit with the writing and the creative uh, process. Yeah, and I'm, one, I'm what they call a panster. I don't do an outline. I know where it's going to be. I know who's going to be in it, usually. Uh, I've got the main characters, I should say. Uh, secondary characters sometimes just show up, like a Maine Coon cat showed up in Amanda in England named Rupert. And, um, and I just, I don't know, I get my ideas from all over the place. Sometimes I'm reading the paper and something jumps out, and I think that might be interesting to put in the book. Um, I could be talking to young people 
I get a lot of my ideas from young people. And they may say something that happened in school or maybe a thought they had, and I think, oh, I should put that in the book. Um, I was writing the Alberta book, and I was stuck, and writers get stuck every now and then. And I was on my way to work, downtown Vancouver. I was taking the SkyTrain. There was a young boy there with a lacrosse stick. I think it's called a stick. Anyways, a lacrosse tool. And, and I thought, lacrosse, that's that's Canada's one of Canada's national sports hockey is one but lacrosse is another one and I thought I bet there's lots of kids that don't know a lot about lacrosse so I went to the library and I went on the computer on the internet and I studied about lacrosse and I put a chapter about lacrosse in the book <laughs> so yeah I, I pay attention I pay attention to my surroundings and I think as any kind of a writer and especially a travel writer as, as you know Ricky you got to pay attention to what's going on around you and that's what makes the stories more interesting yeah yeah absolutely uh, you know it's it's a really uh, like people love uh, to hear from our perspective because you could uh, read about it in guidebooks or watch your videos but really at the end of the day it's like our perspective and what you find uh, during your travel so Pretty interesting. Um, curious to know about uh, the discipline it takes to write that. I actually have published one book. Uh, it was published in, uh, about three years ago about fatherhood and uh, family and uh, parenting, et cetera. And that was hard work uh, to discipline myself, to get time away from the kids, and just to sit in front of my keyboard and write. I'm curious to know about how you uh, you managed to not just write the one book, but already six books and counting. Uh, tell and us about your discipline and your methodology. And the first four books I wrote while I was working full time. I'm retired now, but I was working full time. I sat on the board of directors of many organizations. I volunteered, but I made a point of writing two hours every day. And even if I just wrote a paragraph, or even if I spent those two hours researching, it was all part of the process. But I made sure after I came home from work and after we had dinner, I would uh, sit down for two hours and just concentrate on the book. I'm not quite as disciplined now that I'm retired. Isn't that crazy? I thought I'd have more time, and I find I have almost less time because we're, we're traveling, we're doing a lot of different things, and, um, you know, my husband will say, let's go for a coffee, let's go to the beach, let's take the dog for a walk, and I'll say, okay, and off I go. So I'm not quite as disciplined, but I have written two books since I've been retired, so I guess I'm doing okay. <laughs> So uh, what tips advice would you, would you give to someone who's just starting out? There are a lot of people who have this dream of publishing their first book, and uh, they get caught up in the busyness of life, and they just uh, keep delaying it, procrastinating. Any tips or advice you give to someone who's an aspiring author? I, I do, and I, and I think, because I, I didn't start writing until later on in life. I was a grandmother by the time I started writing. And um, I think the, the problem with most people is it seems so daunting. They think about writing a book is so daunting. And my, my suggestion is to do baby steps, okay? Don't think about the book. Think about the chapter. Think about the page. And if you just write a page a day, you'd have 365 pages done by the end of the year. My books are only 100 pages long. So you can do a book if you, if you break it down into smaller steps. I think that's the key. If you keep thinking about the whole big picture, you're going to be frightened and you're going to think it's too hard and I'm not going to get it done. So even if you just write an hour a day, you, you can get a lot done. I love the advice. Uh, definitely chuck it down into manageable bits and uh, yeah. then it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So, uh, great, great tips there. 
Uh, curious to know, so once you write your book, uh, how do you actually market it and monetize it? Uh, because you're going to have the best book in the world, but if uh, you don't market it well, you don't sell it, uh, you know, no one's going to buy. So tell us about the whole marketing and monetizing side of things. I, I do have a publisher, so I haven't self-published. I, I have published it with, with a small independent publisher. So she does a little bit of marketing, but I still have to do a lot of the marketing myself. I do a lot of marketing on social media. Um, uh, you know, my blog does a, a good job, actually, of marketing uh, my book. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on everything, actually. Um, and uh, I can't say which one works the best. I think you kind of have to do a little bit of everything to make sure that the word gets out. But I also like going for visits and going to schools and going to libraries, doing some book signings at bookstores, um, and just talking to people. Even if I'm out for dinner with friends, what do you do? And I'll say, well, I used to be an employment counselor, but I'm retired now, but I, write, I still write full time. And they say, what do you write? And then we start talking about my books. And they say, you know what? I've got a niece that age. She would love one of your books. Where can I buy it? So just talking about it, not not pushing it in their face, just talking about it. Yeah, seems to work for me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Even doing things like these podcast interviews oh, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, just getting the word out on social media and uh, networking, etc. Uh, tell us about uh, the vision for the future. You said you're already done six books. You're working on your seventh. Uh, what is the the future, of Amanda, and the future of yourself? Well, you know what? There's still a lot more places for her to go to. Um, there's still a lot more places for me to go to as well. I do have a couple more ideas. Uh, I would like to venture into um, maybe writing for, like, my books are for approximately 8 to 12-year-olds. I wouldn't mind trying young adult, which is a little bit older, you know, about 15 to 20. Um, I think that would be fun to try that. Um, right now I'm still busy with Amanda. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I'm not sure, but in the future, perhaps. And I thought I might like to try doing picture books, too, for the, even the younger kids. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit, really. It's just finding the time to do it all. But, you know, eventually we'll do it. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And uh, tell us more about your travels upcoming, too. Yeah, you're based in Spain currently. What uh, yeah. are some of your bucket list travels? Well, we just came back from Malta. We, we had a trip to Malta, which is a pretty amazing place. We like to go to places that not everybody goes to that are a little bit different. And Malta was definitely one of them. Uh, we are, we've got a dog now, a very, very cute, adorable little dog. Um, and um, we think we'd like to do a few more driving trips so we can take the dog with us. So we're planning to drive to France in the spring. I haven't been to Paris yet. Um, and neither has Amanda. So I'm thinking that Paris might be a good stop for Amanda and me. And uh, we thought we might just take a driving trip and, and then we can stop at pet friendly hotels and take our dog with us. So that's one plan. Um, we also want to go to Scotland. We've been there a couple of times, but not for a very long time. So Scotland and Ireland are on the list as well. And other, other European countries. Uh, Europe's such a big place, you know. So um, while we're while we're we have a house in Spain, we kind of want to take advantage of uh, you know checking out the rest of Europe. <laughs> awesome! Uh, definitely looking forward to following along in your adventures. So, Darlene, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, check out your website, your social media, get a copy of one of the Amanda book series. How can they do that? DarleneFoster.ca. So that's my website. And my blog site 
Oh, my Twitter handle, by the way, is Super Mega Woman. My grandson gave me that title. <laughs> yeah, if you go on my if you go on my website, uh, the the connections to everything else is on my website. So DarleneFoster.ca would be the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, uh, definitely great to connect with you, and I look I look forward to you staying connected and uh, you know grabbing one of the copies of the book for our daughter here. I think she might like it, and you can read it to her, and then you'll get to read it as well. There you go. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> <Bye> sweetheart. <laughs> this was wonderful. Thanks. A lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks, Darlene. And uh, th thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. If you're thinking of publishing your own book or writing a book, uh, make sure you connect with Darlene. She's a wealth of experience and expertise in this area. Make sure you grab a copy of one of our Amanda book series as well. I'll have the links below. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery live from beautiful Bolivia and live from uh, Spain. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Happy traveling.